Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host, Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? It's the show that's going to have a host of different branding stories. I'm going to be speaking with people on personal branding, corporate branding. I want to speak with artists and designers, even streamers. I want to put these guests in front of you and get them to open up about their own brand divides. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? Hello and welcome to this episode of Divided by Brand. My name's Dan O'Cock and here's what's coming up on today's show. I've got a guest in my Divided by Brand spotlight. Her name is Natalie Clune. Now Natalie is a resident over in the US and she's got a fantastic story of basically business brand success. And Natalie is somebody that was in property and completely reshaped herself and her career path. So we're gonna dig deeper into the reasons behind her decision and how and what her new business is. So join me and Natalie as we uncover some more Divided by Brand insights. Welcome to the show, Natalie. You are, I've been waiting for this moment. We had our introductory call quite a few weeks back. And um, exactly. <laughs> a lot of things have changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, what I like to do with guests when they, you know, when I have that kind of break between the intro call and, and getting them on mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. I'd like to have a little recap. Tell me what you've been up to. Give me three wins over the last few weeks. What have you been doing? Oh my gosh, you're, and I was thinking about it this morning um, when getting ready for the interview. I'm like, wow, it's been a minute since we've talked and so much has happened since then. So wins, um, I would say for me, I'm a big believer in if you want to do something, go out and find someone who's done it and done it well and, and seek advice from them or coaching or whatever that is. So I've actually been participating in a mastermind with a PR specialist expert and man i've gotten so many ahas and things that i need to do that really positions myself considering media you know having that part of my business plan um and it's a different mindset it is nice (laughs) so is that just something that's happened in the last week or two you've just Mm -hmm. appointed them 
Well, I started, I think it was like the third, second week of July is when we just really started to dive in. So yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks. As crazy as that sounds, it seems like it's been forever. That's awesome. So you sign up to your mastermind, so you're, mm-hmm. you're improving your game. What, what else have you been up to? Well, I've been working on some rebranding, which I know this is your specialty and what you're up to in the world. And, and a decision that I've personally made is to really focus on my personal brand. So me as an individual, which is un- very uncomfortable for me. Okay. <laughs> I don't necessarily like to be in the spotlight. I prefer to be the kind of behind the scenes. So like every business that I've had, it's like the business has been the focus and the spotlight. And then I'm just behind the scenes making everything happen. And really based on the recommendation of working with this coach, you know, people connect with people, people do business with people, and especially with what I do and and helping people around sales and around online networking. I mean, that's building relationships. So putting myself out there and you know, basically walking my own talk, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and building relationships with people as a per, you know, and so part of that is building that personal brand. So, so we're going to come on to that because that's you kind of told me before we hit hit the record button mm-hmm. that this is just something that has um, come about in the last, like we've just said, we're covering the last few weeks. So, yeah. what I'm going to do for the listeners is bring them up to speed from where we talked on our kind okay. of intro call and, yeah. we'll, and we'll, let's, we'll bring them up to this point that you're at now. So you, I kind of want to set the scene as to how you've ended up doing what mm. you do. And, yeah. you know, I know after we talked that you started in real estate 15 mm-hmm. years ago. So that was yep. way back in 2005. Mm-hmm. And so that's pre the big, the big financial crash was kind of 2008. So you were right. you were right around that perfect moment where you don't want to be in real estate. Yeah. And yeah, I, I started my real estate company in 2008 and everyone was like, you are crazy. And I'm like, well, I can't. I mean, uh, it's ha- what's happening is happening. Like I shouldn't, you don't stop your plans or don't not move forward if it if it still makes sense just because something crazy is happening. Kind of like right now, a global pandemic. I mean, this is a time to start something, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, in in the face of adversity, you can often turn you know a lot of things into a positive and mm-hmm. really carve out some fun te- really good business opportunities i don't mean Absolutely. opportunities like capitalizing on on situations but they no. are you know th- th- there's definitely um there's definitely opportunities to for business out there at the moment so yeah. let me well let me ask what made you go into um real estate i mean that was a was it a, a family thing was it a passion of yours Well, so I actually, when I started my career um, in sales particularly, it was, gosh, I want to say 23, 24 years ago. I've always been in sales and it wasn't like I set out and be like, oh, I want to be a salesperson because it's like the most competitive industry and I'm the least competitive person you'll ever meet. Like I want everybody to win and how can we figure out a win-win for everybody? So I end up in sales and gosh, and it... Again, it wasn't something that I set out to do. It was like going along the plan of like the how-tos, right? Like my generation, like I was born in the late 70s and 
And the way that I was brought up was you got to work hard and, you, you know, you got to go out and you got to uh, get your degree or get your education and you got to get a good job. And there was no conversation around doing what you love or what feels good or anything of that sort. It was just yeah. grind. I, re- I resonate so- with that. I'm a late, <laughs> I'm a 78 birth. So I'm like of that generation as well. And yes, yes. Y- you weren't going to get far in life if you didn't knuckle down at school. It's it, pretty it, much, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. If, you, if you didn't do well at school, that was it. You, you, you're done for. And yeah. it, it's different now. So, okay, yeah. then. So well, you- and it's interesting because they're like 18, 19, 20 years old when you finish high school and you're going into college and you're supposed to have your whole life figured out at that point. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? Like, I don't know. So I just blindly went into cells and the, which, I mean, it, it worked out. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I don't regret it at all because it's led me down some amazing paths and some ahas that have led me to do what I love and and it, yeah, it shaped you, right? Process. I mean, you wouldn't be the Absolutely. person. Yeah, you wouldn't be the person today without that. I think when right. I was eighteen, the only um, the, the only foresight that I had was probably for three days in front of where I currently was to think about a career. I was right. so in between things. It's like it's yeah. really hard, you know. You, it is. The, the concept of do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Um, yeah. You know what? I still I still wrestle with it from time to time mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? I, I agree. I mean, it's something that that ingrained mindset or belief that you just have to hustle and work really hard. Which I'm I, I love to do what I I do. I love working, but there's a certain point where if it doesn't offer you something in return like if you are just drained all the time and you don't feel happy and you don't feel like you're getting something from it then that's when you want to examine it instead of just continue to put your head down and push through right and I've had to learn a lot of that like undo a lot of that conditioning because yeah and and the thing as well that I had a question jotted down here which was how long do you think you could have carried on with that business because did it seem like the 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 crisis that happened at the time was a almost a blessing in disguise now that you look back what was interesting about the market that i was in so in 2008 um, when the financial bubble burst the area that i was in was had a unique industry where we actually were not as heavily impacted as everyone else everything else that was happening around us it was like this little bubble but what was interesting about that market though is even though like when something like the big um, crash in 2008 happened and we were able to weather it you know it wasn't as devastating as in some areas but um it, it cycled more frequently, right? So the industry that it was tied to would cycle more frequently and would cycle pretty hard. So within the 15 years that I spent in real estate, probably had been through three or four, what I call cycles, market corrections, where mm-hmm. the, the market would cycle. It would take about two years to fully come back around. And I remember, um, on the at the last cycle when I when I decided to let this business go, which was I ended up holding on to it a couple of years longer than I should have. I let it go in 2017. 2015 is really when I should have let it go. Right. But I just remember having to force myself to go to the office. And right. 
I remember just thinking of the road that le- that was ahead, you know, to recover from any sort of cycle, to recover from anything that happens that's out of, outside of your control that's devastating. I just didn't have it in me anymore. And mm. I said to myself, I'm like, I, I, I know I've got to let it go because sometimes we hate, we tend to hang on to things longer than we should, even when the writing is on the wall. And well, yeah, you built it up, right? I mean, yeah. 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 Oh, everything went into it. You know, your heart, your soul, you spend so much time. I specifically focused on economic and community development. So I was tied into not just my business, but the community and bringing in new businesses to the community and bringing in new housing and just really being a part of that economic development plan. And then it just died overnight and just knowing what I had to do to get through that, to get on the other side of it. I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. And I remember saying to myself, we have these amazing tools now that gives us the opportunity and the ability to be anywhere in the world and create a business. So I was really motivated to create what I call a virtual business or to have a business that was online so I could be anywhere and still be able to to have a make a living to have a business but the main reason why i wanted to do that and that's why with with, what's happening right now it brings me back to the place oh just when when this started happening with with covid and back in march and i remember thinking to myself oh i'm so grateful (laughs) that i made the transition that i did three years ago but then my mind automatically went to you know what there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to need that that are going to need help and to know that there is still so many opportunities that you can create for yourself and thank god we've got the virtual tools that we have now could you imagine going through this without the virtual tools i can't no it's 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 strange because we're both from that same generation that we've grown up Mm -hmm. with the technology and so i mean the tools that are there at our disposal are phenomenal yeah. When you think really back are. to what we had, mm, yeah. and it's like you, I very easily get sucked into these, um, like, oh, I need to have that. That's going to help me with that. I'm going to need this, yeah. and, and and you either get overwhelmed with it, but mm-hmm. if you can keep the balance right, they they just they they work in your favor, and they're incredibly powerful at what they do. Um, they stream, yeah. they can streamline things for you. Oh, absolutely. So, because one of the, que- the question you actually beat me to it on that was that you obviously went from that and decided to create the virtual business. And I'd put the question down: What does a virtual business mean to you? So, you just said it, that it was the chance to work anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, does that, you know, is that is that being a passion? Was that something that you thought, right? This is what's gonna. This is how I'm gonna do it this time. Yeah, well, for me, the main drive was I wanted to put myself in a position to minimize the impact when things happened that were outside of my control. So back to my real estate business, when that market would cycle like it did and I, you know, it got to the point where I, we knew, like we knew what mode we had to move into, but it still felt there was still that element of feeling helpless. It was outside of your control. It's like watching all of your hard work overnight just 
like just instantly stop and like, like having wanna, your insides ripped out i would imagine like it is it's like a punch in the gut it really yeah. is and like again when all of this started happening and and you know the the stay-at-home order started to come into place and all of that and and you know watching and just seeing what was happening um it just brought back so many memories, how things can change overnight, instantly. So my main motivation was, how can I minimize the impact when things happen that are outside of my control? And how can I utilize virtual tools and being able to build something online that does allow flexibility? And of course, I love to travel I love to go and explore different parts of the world. And I was motivated to create something that allowed me to have that flexibility and that freedom. And then in turn, it's really helped me help others do the same because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of my business now is, is showing people how to do that and going back to some traditional business building techniques, you know, pre-technology, pre-social media, how did you go out and build your book of business? It was networking, it was building relationships. And, mm. and I see with the tools that we have, some people are not necessarily using them pro properly. Or like you said, they get overwhelmed. Like, oh, I need this, I need that. And it's like, next thing you know, you have all of these tools that you're not using. How do you start with the basics? How do you start with the, the things that don't cost anything other than your time and use them to cultivate and build relationships or take an idea that you have and bring it to life. Um, there was so, so, there's a saying that just popped into my head and I don't know if it's, if I'm quoting somebody, if it was just something that my dad said to me, but it's, it's not um, what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, your, your, I mean, I always say your net worth is tied directly to your network. And it's not about going out there and saying, oh, what can I get from someone? Like, what can I get from Daniel? Or what can I get from this person here? It's what can I give and how can I show up and, and help people um, with my skills, with my tools, with my knowledge. And then there's this automatic law of reciprocity that that starts to come back to you, right? Mm. So it's really shifting that mindset around what it means to sell because sales has this um, reputation. You have to have this aggressive alter ego and you have to, you magically talk people into doing things, which is so the opposite of what selling is. It's, it's being that valued resource and communicating it to them in a way that puts that person in the position to make the decision to move forward with you. But it's really based on that relationship that you build with them first. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. And there's another saying, like you don't propose on the first date. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you and get to know it, them a bit. <laughs> it, it is so funny that you say that because if you look at what some people do on social media, particularly in using it as a networking tool, they do that. They propose yeah. right out of the gate. And, there is a way to use these tools and still build quality relationships with people. I mean, I have some amazing friends that I've never met in person because we met on social media and then we had Zoom conversations and then we just check in with one another. And and mm. then of course it brings that motivation like, oh, I'm gonna make a trip. I wanna go and meet them in person or how can we put it, plan something where we can all get together. And these are just amazing tools that we have if they're used properly and it doesn't require much more than just your time and your willingness to, 
you know, show up and how can I give and what can I give versus what can I get from somebody? Absolutely. I love that sentiment. I think that's brilliant. Um, let me just go back a step and say what it was like. I've got a question. What, what was it like to start again, but within a new niche? So it's like you, you, you knew that you were going to prepare for what well, you were going to put your, like reshape yourself for want of a better word. And yeah. You were starting out in something new. Where did you start? You know, if we've got listeners that are like tuning in and they're thinking, "Yeah, I, I want to, I want to hear a bit more about what Natalie did to get started with that." What was it yeah. like to start again, and where did you start? Well, um, I'm a big believer in again finding those who've accomplished what you want to accomplish in learning from them. So. I'm a big believer in things like books, you know, like you can get so much information and so much value from really good books. And then the responsibility is on you to implement, right? Mm -hmm. Or now, again, we have pretty much anything that you want to do. I am pretty confident that there is a YouTube video or a YouTube series or a paid course or something that you can go out and invest in and spend that time learning those skills because going from traditional brick and mortar to solely online, there, there was a transition there. But I would say the biggest transition, the biggest thing that I had to become comfortable with, and I see this all the time, is there's a level of vulnerability when you put yourself out there online. Yeah. You're exposing yourself in a way that or before you kind of have a little bit more control over. So I, I really had to spend a lot of time getting comfortable with that vulnerability. And it's that inner work. It's that self self love really that. Yeah. Because you're preparing uh, yourself to be judged. That's how I think of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and it's crazy to think that we live in a world that our first instinct is to judge somebody. Mm -hmm. But I think what overrides that for me now, like before in the past, it it, it really was hard for me to put myself out there. Um, And so making this shift over to the branding uh, as me, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready. And, And again, it's putting one foot in front of the other. But it's just for me, what motivates me and what drives me is who can I help versus who's going to show up online and be critical or judgmental? Those people are always going to be out there, but those aren't, those aren't the people that I'm focusing on. The people that I'm focusing on are the ones that will say, wow, this really changed my life or this helped me to start my business or this helped save my business because before I wasn't online and now I am, you know, that to me is what motivates me and that overrides any fear of, being criticized or judged and and so but there there's some work there was a there was some work that was spent around that and still it's a it's a process 100 um, percent. i resonate with that as well because um as a producing a podcast for example yeah. has took me a long time to build up to the point where i've i've wanted to do it and then i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna do it yeah i'll yeah i will do it just do it that's like how my mind works and now that i've thrown myself at it Mm -hmm. i absolutely love it and getting to talk to people and sometimes you know you know being able to help that person even on the podcast interview but really just explore and listen to what Mm 
other people's experience with their own brands I just find it incredibly insightful and it's part of my own you know it's what I do uh, for a living but the podcast has allowed me to to really open up and as you are you, you said put in one mm-hmm. foot you know little steps mm-hmm. baby steps mm-hmm. i think you're doing more than baby steps i'm about to move on to i've pulled up your youtube channel your your video you you can see you can't see me on yeah. a podcast so you <laughs> you've gone to the next level by producing some video content yeah and again it's in the spirit of like the i have a video series that i put together called be virtual together and and it was 100 percent born in response to what's happening with covid and i remember the day i I actually had a conversation with someone um here locally i'm in salt lake city utah and we had a conversation about how networking is going to change as we're not you know we're practicing social distancing we're not you know, a lot of events are being canceled and, and whatnot. And what does that look like? And, and to me, it was, you know, there's so many amazing ways that we can still be connected because we have these virtual tools. And then I thought, oh, I know so many amazing people and experts to bring them together. And how can we just provide res- a resource to people who or, you know, whether they're working from home or maybe they've unfortunately lost their job because of what's happening, how can we support them to to be virtual? And so that was where that video series was inspired. And um, absolutely, video is scary. I've gotten more comfortable with it. And a lot of my clients that I work with, like we focus on video because to me, again, it's we're building relationship it's you have to be yourself and i know you know this from what you do with the branding and with your podcast because even with your podcast like people can hear you mm-hmm. that you're opening your world up to them you're sharing personal stories you're having conversations that um are bringing value and there there's definitely a vulnerability in that but then as they spend time listening to you you're building a relationship with them. So it, it, it's really the same thing with video. It's, it's just using these tools to build those relationships, right? Yeah, absolutely. And once you step into the realm of um, video or audio production, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. another tier of the brand. So yeah. you, you people will start to recognize your voice or your intro or your um, titles or whatever um, it's all part of the brand part of the identity exactly, um, exactly. I'm, I'm getting there with video I've just recorded a, a video course with one of the the most successful podcast um, hosting providers um, in the world actually nice. um, Rebel Base Media have a, a hosting company called Captivate and they asked if I would like to collaborate and produce a series of I think it was five or six short videos to broadcast to their podcast success academy members. So I think mm. there's about three and a half thousand members. Um, so I double thumbed up that one straight away, and um, I've just finished shooting those last week. They've gone over to them, and so that's my first little. You can see me and hear me moment. So it could it could Exciting. be the start of something. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll yeah. see. Absolutely. No, I, I'm 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 a big fan of YouTube, but I'm also a big fan of podcasts and I and I don't know. I think 
And maybe you could answer this question. People consume content differently. And I feel like with podcasts, it's easy to like, I love when I'm driving to listen to podcasts or if I'm busy doing something around the house, I'll turn a podcast on um, with video. You have to sit there and, and be a little bit more focused and most of us have a shorter amount of attention span. So do I take the interviews and turn them into the, use those for the podcast content and then do shorter form videos for the YouTube channel? I don't know. Like I, this is so new with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I also recognize that, that they're, they're important tools that we all have access to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think at the minute that... I don't know, I actually don't know any statistics around it, but I'd imagine listener figures will have dropped off for quite a few podcast shows because nobody's commuting or not a lot of people are commuting. Yeah. But I'd, like you just mentioned there about podcasts, um, that that content is there, same as YouTube, for people to tune in, tune out when it fits their right. life. You know, like you just yeah. said, you'd put a podcast on in the background. And you can just be listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to sit down and read the book. The podcast is there. Yeah, it's like I just describe them as kind of these pre-recorded radio slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are great. So let me, let's me let move the conversation on the brand because I, before we press record, and I think you hinted this at the, the start of the interview, mm-hmm. you've made some decisions with your own brand. Now, mm-hmm. You previously, when we chatted, had a brand with a name, The Rebel Influencer. Yes. Tell the listeners, I mean, what The Rebel Influencer is or was and what kind of shifts are you going through at the minute with that? Okay. So Rebel Influencer is kind of like my personal identity. Like I've I've dubbed myself the Rebel Influencer. And I identify with being a rebel and and not like one of those rebels where you just go out and you make everyone wrong and I'm going to prove the world wrong. But I really feel in the last five years or so of my life, maybe even going to 10 years, I've really been on a journey of self-discovery. Like, who am I? What do I want from life? What do I want to give to life? How do I want to show up in this world? How do I want to make a difference? And it really started with, you know, in my sales career, I questioned all of the training because it felt so ugh and heavy. And I was like, this there's no way I'm going to do this, you know? And oftentimes I was the only female in some of these training, um, you know, courses or seminars or whatever. And it was this very, like I said, aggressive alter ego you had to take on. And I'm like, Ooh, so I just, from a young age, I've always been somewhat rebellious in the sense where I've had this internal nudge to question things that didn't feel good to me or didn't feel right to me. Okay. Um, so when I started working in this online space, I started to look at like what it meant to be an influencer or how people were using these social media tools and how there was this weird front that some people would put up that if you really got to know them on a personal level, you would probably find out that that is just, they're not anything like who they portray themselves to be online. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fake <laughs> it is yeah so then my natural rebel instinct kicks in and i'm like well wait a minute 
everybody in one way or another is an influencer. To influence someone is to really help them make a difference or to see it a different way. And so when I work with people around really shifting their mindset around what it means to sell, it is, it's leading with that intention to help others. I truly believe in my heart that we all have a shared mission in this life, which is to help others, to lift each other up. Now, our means may be different. You know, it may be business. It may be, you know, community service. It may be whatever that is. If you make a difference in one person's life, to me, that's what it means to be an influencer. And there needs to be, and I think we're starting to see this call happening where authenticity and being genuine and being who you are like we're all starting to see through the smoke screens of like the fakeness and you know and I'm sure you see this a lot in the branding world where people are kind of putting up a front and like trying to make everything look perfect when reality is perfection is just not non-existent right yeah absolutely I think yeah there's a definite trend of um there is there's a few trends but the get rich quick kind of stuff and copycat stuff it's just everywhere oh it's so bad and the whole you know just grinding for material stuff which i'm not saying there's anything wrong with going out and having material things but if you are portraying that you have those things when you actually don't like when there's a disconnect with integrity Mm. right So how can we be true to ourselves? How can we be true influencers? And again, for me, the word rebel really means um, what it means to just truly be yourself and kind of question certain ways that we've all been taught and told, whether it's from our upbringing in our family or society or different cultures or whatever that is, like really questioning, like if it doesn't make me feel good, if I don't feel connected why should i keep going down this road and and so there's that that rebel instinct in me and when i started working with my pr coach she said something that really really resonated with me is how do you communicate what you do you know with like three simple like it's steps or words or whatever that is and as you can tell, just explaining what rebel influencer means to me, that was a lot more than three <laughs> words, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> what I help my clients with is I I specialize and I hyper-focus on growing your business through virtual networking, right? And so my process, like I do what is called a profile extreme makeover. We have a segment where we talk about growing your influence and what that means and how to create content that doesn't take like a tremendous amount of time where you have to outsource it and it it can be expensive or you just don't get quality. Like there's all of these things that play into it. Again, how do we create a system or something that's easy for people to remember? And the word that just kept coming to me when I was working through that process was magnetic. How do we become magnetic? And in this case, the magnetic online networking. I'm like, okay, if I'm going out and I'm helping people become magnetic online while networking, what does that look like? So we've got 
rebel influencer. We've got, you know, uh, what I what I call profile extreme makeover, grow your influence, magnetic online networking. And then I have my book, taking the cell out of cells. I've got all of these things. And for the sake of, confu- you know, because you know this, a confused mind cannot make a decision. I really had to look at all of these things that I've created or that I've worked towards building and they've come from me. And so her advice was, let's put this all under your umbrella of your brand, you, Natalie Clune. Mm-hmm. And when you go out and you do podcasts or you start pursuing media opportunities, you know, bringing people into your world and then giving them, you know, value based on what resonates with them. So these things will all exist under that that personal brand. But really, I think the magnetic online networking will be something that I'll lead with. And then inside that container, we'll talk about what it means to be a rebel influencer or what it means to be an influencer or how someone can create that that identity for themselves that, you know, it's kind of an, an empowerment piece, right? What, what resonates with them? What makes them feel um, that they're making the difference that they want to make? Absolutely. Well, I think that um, what you're doing is the right thing from what you're describing, mm-hmm. because it seems like you're, you're just progressing and mm-hmm. it's ready for the next stage of its journey. Yeah. Um, as I'd call it. And in terms of brand work you'd definitely be at the point where i would start to engage with some brand strategy thinking so brand strategy sessions the kind of questions that you would you would be asking yourself very early on there's three simple questions and i mentioned these in a few episodes um, prior to this and some of my mini series but number one who are you number two what do you do and number three why does it matter? Mm. So the first, I'd hope you could answer the first two reasonably efficiently, um, but it's always, always that third one, why does it matter, yeah. that starts to pick up more, hmm, I'm not sure, maybe it's this, and that's when you really start to explore and dive into the strategic reasons behind the brand. Um mm. So I'm going to send you, I will send you a link over actually, because some of my, that would be great. the introductory brand strategy sessions are free to get the ball rolling and just see if there's a, you know, kind of a, a gel there and you think that there could be something we could work on. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I love that. Yeah. I'm intrigued by, by your story. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to see where that goes. So you've, you've joined, this is a new decision of yours. Mm-hmm. This is something that you're just starting, which is exciting. Yeah. Is it exciting? Yeah. I'm really excited and I think what was really the big aha for me and that kind of brought it around full circle was, you know, when I was focusing on leading with the brand Rebel Influencer, that kind of was more like my thing, like that was really my identity and by shifting it and how am I showing up and helping people in this world and I truly and passionate about helping people become magnetic online and and how to use the tools and network and build relationships. And again, it goes back to my journey with my real estate business. How can I help other people minimize the impact when things happen that are outside of their control? And I had to make a shift and, and really focus my messaging 
to direct to them and make it about them. So even though it's falling under my umbrella of my name and who I am as a person, everything that I'll be leading with is is really focused towards who it is that I I'm serving and want to serve and hope to serve and leading with that. So are you starting though? Are you are you even starting to imagine things in their like designed state? Do you do do you ever do that? Like get about five steps ahead of yourself and think, hmm, yeah, I think I think I might have a new logo and it might look like this. Have you, do you do that? So I'm what I would call I, I'm, I have a hard time with like the design stuff because I can't see it, right? Okay. Like I'm, a very, I'm a very visual person, right? If someone like yourself who I know you, like you see the design and the logo and then you can create it and bring it to life where I'm more of like the word person, like I can see um, like the words. And I think that's why with Magnetic that really resonated with me. And then I went through and I literally broke my entire process down. In fact, I'm creating um, kind of an infographic on what Magnetic means when it comes to online networking. I love and it. So I love it. I see the words where someone like you would see the images and the graphics and the logo and all of that sort of stuff. So that's where I say to myself, I, I admit like that is not my strong suit. So I'm going to go out and find someone that that is their strong suit and then have them help me bring that, that I, that to life. So it's kind of like marrying the words with yeah. the logo and the images. I tend to find that you're, graphics. you're either one or the other. So I'll get yeah. clients that will come to me and they're like, um, I need. I want it to look like this, and it's got to have that little flick on the end there, and it's got. And they've already visualised it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they need steering a bit. Or there's others that have got not not so not a, as visual reference in their mind, but they're like, this is who I'm going to be talking to. This is how I'm going to say it, and that that's the one that is often the most rewarding. So that you've got to get out of them or work with them through feedback to bring yeah. it to life. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I would be, that would be me. Like I would say, this is what I have in mind. I can tell you like what this process looks like, but I do need, you know, the visual components that help bring it to life. And then it's like, you just, you know, give me ideas and then what kind of resonates or looks good. You know, I mean, it's, it's definitely a collaboration. So I'm a big believer in, in finding people that have those strong suits and working with them versus trying to be, you know, a, a one-stop shop, which are like a, a one person band. I, I mean, there's been so many times going back to your question about what did you do in the beginning? I think a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners in the beginning, you're figuring out how to wear all of the hats or yeah. you're figuring everything out. But, and that's not necessarily a bad thing in the sense you learn a lot through that journey because then it gives you the knowledge when you start bringing on those partners or those people to work with you or the contractors. Like, you know, because you, you've spent a little time doing it and then you can effectively communicate what it is that you want and what you need and, and, be able to get those things accomplished because if you don't know what you're talking about sometimes there can be a lot of things that you fall into like oh i need this and i need that when you really don't that well, sort of thing yeah well one of my questions is how much have you done yourself up to this oh. point did you do you dabble do you go i'm gonna get i'm gonna fire canva up and i'm gonna do myself a header for my youtube channel i don't know but do you do it yourself 
I've spent a lot of time learning a lot of different things. And the reason why is this early on in the beginning, I, I'm not afraid to admit this. Like I fell into the trap of what I call shiny object syndrome. And they (laughs) say the easiest person to sell to is a salesperson. And so I had people talking me into doing all of these things right and left. And in hindsight, looking back, I was like, oh yeah, I totally was not ready for that. Or, oh, I did not need that at all. Or, but it, you know, it was a a lesson. It was learned, but then too, and, and I did this in my real estate company. I'm a big believer that as an owner or a CEO or whatever that is, you have to have some sort of knowledge of just the full inner workings Mm. of your organization to really be an effective leader. And so I dabbled in, I know enough to be dangerous is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a, I think went to hand it over to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't say anything wrong with that. I think there's a healthy level of knowledge that it's good to have Um, from design knowledge through to like website and online knowledge because people can have the wool pulled over their eyes Mm -hmm. and it's not nice when I have to pick up the pieces from somebody who's done exactly that Mm -hmm. Um, and they are out there but you know if you've been through a process and you understand it and someone comes along and says yeah i'll put i'll do a website it's a a landing page and it's you know five thousand dollars and you're like what yeah exactly wordpress and i can do it in a day you know i don't think yeah so it's a healthy understanding and and it's definitely an advantage it is and i think that it's equipped me especially with what i do and helping people like right now a lot of the clients that i'm working with like they um, are they they've known for a while they've needed to be online and now they're they're being forced to be online and so you know and, and they come to me and they they say well I need this and this and this and this and this and we're like eventually but let's start with this right so I help them kind of put it in order like what do we need to start with that's going to start moving the needle versus getting so overwhelmed with everything and not in especially when tech is not your strong suit and there's a lot of things out there that they claim oh it's so easy to do yourself and then you get into it and you're like yeah no this is this requires a little bit more tech experience than than they disclose so i'm able to guide them and say okay let's start here let's start here and then when we start moving into those more advanced Um, strategies I've also created a network of preferred professionals that I've got a relationship with that I I know that they're going to take care of 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 them and so I can refer them to them and some of them are what I call DIY where someone says you know I really want to do this on my own great here's who you go learn how to do that from or no I don't want anything to do with it here, then this person can do it for you. Yeah. Um, so I've learned and and I think it helps me in, in guiding my clients on a level that if I hadn't been through what I've been through, I wouldn't I wouldn't know not only you know the information but some of the the the, the highs and the lows that come from going down the rabbit hole of virtual tech you know tools and technology and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. So one of the questions that I had here was, um, is your business where you want it to be? Now, I think we've actually answered that in 
the topic we were just discussing about changing, well, rebranding and repositioning yeah. yourself. Yeah. What uh, I think if we expand on that, have you got a long-term strategy? Are you are you ramping things up? Are you quite happy doing what you're doing? What have you have you how far have you planned ahead? So actually, one of the other shifts that I'm making in my business. So up to this point, the service that I've been providing is a done for you. So someone comes in and, and I'm, you know, we're basically doing all of the shifts to get them online. So then by the time it's done, my client, their responsibility is to do the networking, right? So they go out and they spend their time doing the networking, but we've, we've created, you know, we've optimized their social profiles. We've created their video content marketing plan. I've trained their admin or we've brought in an admin to show them how to take those videos and turn them into other uh, content marketing assets like your blogs or your newsletter or your articles or your text posts or you know your image posts or quote posts whatever those might be so i'm a big believer in starting like with with one asset where the client creates that asset and I give them the framework and all of that on how to effectively do that and get them comfortable with video. Cause you know, some people are comfortable, some people aren't, but to yeah. me, I find if they have permission to be themselves, that's number one. Number two, it's never going to be perfect and nobody resonates with perfect. So don't try to be perfect. And number three, follow this framework and make your videos about them, not you. Mm-hmm. Um, then videos actually are really easy to do. So I, I work with them on that. And then again, train their team on how to take the assets and process them. And, you know, little things like adding your subtitles to your video and all of that sort of stuff. It can be very time consuming. So, so in terms of where your business is going, it's growing basically. Yeah. Well, and what I've decided to do is really hyper focus on what I call the done with you. You know, I'm only one person and yes, I've got people who are on my team and who help, but it, it, it limits the amount of people that I can serve and that I can help. And so to me, the done with you version, and this is actually, we're kicking off our very first round of this starting September one is I'm walking a group through and showing them how to optimize their profile and how to write their, their headlines for their profile summary and how to write their profile summary and how to really set up their virtual networking, how to create that virtual networking plan. You know, a lot of people, there's this myth about social media. Social media is these personal billboards. And it's like, no, these are networking tools. And you know, you hear all the time people say, well, I post every day, but I don't get any engagement, so it doesn't work anymore. Well, my question is always, how often are you going out and engaging on other people's content, asking them questions, sharing Mm. their posts? You know, the way to be seen by people is really to go post or comment on their social media because that's that weird validation that we get from putting stuff out into the world. And when people show up and engage and comment on it, have a conversation. Seeing, it's common yes, sense, yes. you know? <laughs> and then the magic happens where it tells the, the platforms, hey, this person is active, so we're going to sh- show their stuff to more people. So it's yeah. kind of playing that game, but getting them in that routine and that habit of networking. Um, Habits, versus- definitely. That's yes, a great word yes. for social yes. media. Get and it into habit. And do you know what as well? There's a... 
so much stuff is automated, but I can generally pick it out. And yeah. I'd, I'm not a big fan of the automated stuff. Oh, I'm not a fan of automating all because I believe in energy, right? Mm. And this really goes back to cells. How many of us have been in a sales encounter where you could feel it, you could tell that the person selling to you could truly care less <laughs> if you got the result or whatever that they were promising you. They were just going for the sell. You could feel it. It, it, you sometimes after those encounters you're like ooh I think I need to like go wash my hands or take a shower like, I've, I've been that person I used to sell <laughs> mobile phones I had to upgrade customers handsets and we'd have targets and handsets and promotions yeah. to push so yeah I know exactly what it's like and it's that sales training like that, the, the way that the training these companies train like I just want to go in and say like hey look let's try something different actually care Mm -hmm. about what your customers are going to get. And I promise you the long-term gain will be far more profitable than if you just go in and you just slime all over people. So yeah. how, how do you like, oh, so we all had that experience, right? And then we've also had experience with people where you could tell that they truly cared. Like that yeah. they, the, 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 their, their motivation was you got what you were wanting, that you got what you were wanting to accomplish. So I believe very much in the energy that you put out and having that intention. And I have a crazy story in my real estate business. When I shifted, I, I made a very distinct decision one day because I was going to all the trainings and the cold call trainings and the phone, probably, you know, don't let them hang up like all of that. And I was like, oh, this just feels so yeah. heavy and I hated it. And I just started going and saying, okay, today I'm going to find five people who I could help and it may be over the phone, maybe in person, and maybe whatever, right? And so I just, I let go of all of that heavy, weird stuff that comes with sales training. And what was so crazy is people just started showing up out of nowhere. I'd stopped running my ads, everything. Mm -hmm. People were coming into my office and they were saying, we just know you could help. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're using my word. I have <laughs> other agents, clients coming to me. Call I love it. And they it. say, can you just help us? And, you know, especially when they're working with someone else, like, you know, I'm not, I don't believe in stepping on other people's toes because you get what you give, right? So I'm not about trying to steal other people's clients, but I would answer their questions and I would tell them now, you know, and they often had like silly questions like, when can we move in? Not silly, that's an important question, but their yeah. agent should have told them that. Yeah. Or when do we turn the utilities on? Or what happens if the inspection doesn't go well? Like, I was blown away by some of these questions that were being asked to me that weren't being answered by these other agents. And, and they would just leave and they were so grateful. But what, how that ended up coming back full circle is when, some, when they knew someone that needed to buy or sell a home or something like that, they would then send them to me. So I saw that full circle. Mm -hmm. My business, it tripled in one year wasn't running ads, but people would still come up to me and say, oh, I saw your ad or da da da. I'm like, whoa, this is so weird. Or they just, we knew you, we know you can help us. We know but you, you see, can help us. What I would put back to you straight away is that you had the makings or you definitely had what was the right brand. The branding was there, the strategy. You didn't, you didn't work on it. You just had it. And that brand and that strategy was what 
made people trust and believe in what you were doing. Well, uh, I think they can feel that from you. Yeah, like it, 100%. Going back to the branding, like people could feel that. So to me, going back to automating social media, a lot of people think social media is just like this another thing to do, right? And so, oh, I'm going to go and create all these random posts and then I'm going to automate it and then I don't have to worry about it. Well, your energy is missing in those posts. People can't feel you. Mm -hmm. And so when you take the time to show up every day and genuinely care about what people are putting out there and be a little bit more thoughtful and intentional about the content that you're sharing, people will feel you. And they'll begin to build that relationship with you through that information, through these, these outlets. And so by the time that you sent them a message or they've sent you a message or by the time you get on zoom with them or by the time you have that that in-person meeting or whatever that is they feel like they already know you yeah that's how you effectively use social media don't treat it like another to do and just try to automate everything like that's that's a whole tangent that you could get me on automating social media like well, you look, should I, we're gonna it. pause because that was a great point <laughs> i'm gonna say to everybody that you need to repeat that last two minutes because that was definitely good advice when it comes to to using and engaging with your audience on social yeah. media there's a whole host of other stuff that we've we've covered so far but let's kind of i'm looking at the time here and going right okay. we're, we're kind of on 50 we're coming up to the hour but we've still got a couple okay. of questions i'm not okay. going to rush them because i like okay. that there's a good i'm enjoying the interview so far i hope you are wonderful uh, oh i'm having a blast like i could literally do this all day but, but. <laughs> so let me ask you then natalie 10 years ago you've yes natalie now walks into a bar and there you are 10 years ago and you sit down what are you mm. gonna you give yourself one bit of advice what are you gonna say to yourself the one bit of advice and i actually get chills as you ask that question because oftentimes the advice that we're given from people that we trust is coming from their perspective or their beliefs or in some cases their limitations right mm -hmm. and it oftentimes especially if it conflicts with how we feel or when, when something feels a certain way or it doesn't feel right or it made me a little iffy but these are people that you trust or that you know they're 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 you kind of look to them for guidance or advice and i would say the advice that i would give myself 10 years ago is go all in on trusting yourself nice go all in on when something make when you think about a project and you get super pumped and super excited about it stay with that versus going into the yeah but everyone else is already doing it or but yeah um so and so tried it and it didn't work out like we go we automatically default to all the reasons why something can't work out but mm -hmm. i'm a firm believer that when it is placed on your heart it is placed on your heart for a reason and if you can continue to lean into trusting that and then being open to you know, the next steps, like it may show up in a, a book that you read. It may show up in a podcast that you listen to the interview. Like it may show up in, you know, messages come in, in my opinion, in random ways, or it may show like continuation of ideas that you're getting, but make trusting yourself number one, 
And then outside opinions or advice or whatever that is, like really tune into how it makes you feel and does it complement and add to the excitement of that moving towards what lights you up or what really makes you feel that place of of joy. Like I could do this all day just because it feels so good. Um, so yeah. Do you think that it would be good? A good way to summarize it would be to say something like, "Go with your gut instinct." Yes. Because I've had those type of moments now when I look back. I've not even asked myself this question before, but now I'm pondering it in my own head mm-hmm. going, yeah. and when you've just said your answer there, which I love, it, it I can think back to times where I should have just gone with my gut. Yes, we all do. Yeah. We all have that. And you will never, ever, ever hear somebody say, oh man, I regret following my heart or I regret exploring yeah. this. You will hear them say, oh, gosh, I wish I would have started sooner. In fact, most people, and I bet you would, if if someone said to you, Daniel, do you, how do you feel about, you know, when you started your podcast? You know, do you have that sense like, yeah, I should have started it sooner or. um, Um, Well, no, I I don't know about starting it sooner. Well, maybe it's definitely a case of why have I been, what have I been waiting for? Like feeling, yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. Like nobody goes and says, oh man, I wish I would have waited. (laughs) Yeah. But the, 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 so, and again, it just goes back to that, you know, we have this life and, and let's not take it for granted. And, and there is something to be said about building that relationship with yourself and, and trusting it and, and having that internal gauge that yeah. if you do go out and seek advice, taking that moment and pause and being like, how does this feel? Mm-hmm. And really kind of learning that internal yes or no. Um, I love it. How does that feel? I absolutely love that. I think that's been one of the best ones so far Aww, on the series. Thanks. So. Yeah, I really like that one. So another question that's kind of like I do on an episode with a guest is to ask them to define their biggest brand dividing moment. In other words, how or that moment when you became the person that you are. Is there one moment where you look back and go, that's when it changed and I became me? Mm. I would say for me, it's been a series of moments because this has been an ongoing journey on just trusting myself and being comfortable with, again, going back to just trusting my internal compass. Um, And every time I find that I've leaned into that, um, the needle moves further. Good stuff so, happens. Yes, yes. So not, is, there wasn't like a, def, a defining, there was many small defining moments where I was like, ah, oh, okay. And then I followed through with it, right? Yeah, and it, when I ask that question, it does get mixed responses because it's sometimes really hard for somebody to go, yeah, that was the moment when everything changed. Some people have got big moves in their life or, you know, those there, there are some that have a, a, a clear moment, but it's certainly seems from what you've um let everybody uh, in on is that yeah little bits of mm-hmm. and it's still going you know i can well, sense it yeah and i will say uh, probably a, a really big defining moment was definitely when i made the decision to let the real estate business go because again 
sometimes we tend to hang on to things longer than we should. Like Mm -hmm. when some, and, and to me, you can tell when it's time to let something go, when you have to, when you almost in a sense feel like you're abandoning yourself to keep it going. Right. And, and I'll guarantee that there will be at some point, or I hope, a listener who will feel trapped by that business yes. or that brand that they've mm-hmm. created. Mm-hmm. And they'll have poured so much effort into it and it, it, yep. they've fallen out of love with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life's too short to carry yep. on with stuff yep. that you, 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 yep. you've fallen out of love with, you yep. know? Yep. yep. So go back and listen to all of my episodes and especially Natalie's because that'll tell you to, you know, follow your gut. Yes. (laughs) Do what you love. Yes, I agree. So listen, the last featured question is that I ask guests to pick a boldest brand for the episode. So um, a person, a business, um, someone's even picked, I think it was a prime minister, Mm. A a brand that's doing it for you at the minute. Mm -hmm. Have you got someone in mind? The one, and and she's been, I mean, she's she's been someone that I've actually followed for a while. And I love her because she is so herself. She is authentically herself. She um, gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And her services that she provides, like they're high caliber but really the thing that I love about her the most is she is just truly and genuinely herself. And that is Marie Forleo. <laughs> I had my, cause I type it when the person like give me the bullish band and I had my finger on M cause I was like, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be. And I was right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I am not in that zone of, brand like I don't I, I've not really engaged I've seen and and skirted around it but I, that name comes up time and time again oh she's great and, she, and I just love her videos because they're fun and they're entertaining and she really incorporates her personality so you truly feel like you know her and she's constantly up leveling in her business and you can tell that she genuinely cares about her customer and even her her followers experience and her book that she released um, earlier this year what was it this year the end of last year called everything is figure figure outable or something like that right. um yeah she's just she's been someone that i've followed pretty much from the beginning when i started to really explore and she really was someone that um because of what she had created when things started to, you know, the writing was on the wall with my real estate business, I was like, hmm, I, I really kept an eye on what she was doing and followed very closely because I just, I, I love her her energy. I love it. And also, I think it was, I can't remember which topic we were talking about when you were saying that reading books and investing time into yourself. Yes. I wanted to add on to that that, figures like Marie Mm -hmm. being there to tap into as a resource Mm -hmm. like surround yourself with the type of person that you want you know Mm -hmm. your brand your you know what you want to become and I I don't know who it is that I was listening to but 
it's like the five people that you can put closest to you will help shape you or something like that yeah you become like the top five people you spend time with and now we can spend time with people like Marie Forleo by reading her books and watching her videos you know we can learn from people like Gary Vaynerchuk where he puts a ton of content out there and most of them will say I give everything away in my free content Um, but yet people will still go and invest in their their products and their services because again it goes back to you know when you come from the spirit of giving um there's that law of reciprocity that comes into play but there's so much information that's out there but the key is is consuming that information being in that energy yes it will mold and shape who you are but also putting it into action and implementing it and and moving the needle forward absolutely so let's wind things up so any listeners that have you know enjoyed the episode and and, you know listen to what you've said and want to get in touch with you natalie what's the best way for them to do that i'd say whatever social media platform you love like i'm facebook instagram linkedin find me yeah um natalie clune it's k-l-u-n um, send me a message. Let me know like that you heard the episode and what you got from it and what you loved. I always try to make sure that I have lots of fun goodies on my social media. Um, but just connect with me again. You know, let's let's get to know each other, build a relationship, and do that on whatever platform you enjoy spending time. And then, of course, if anyone, um, the video series, the Be Virtual Together video series on YouTube, you can just go to bevirtualtogether.com. It directs you t- directly to YouTube. If you're looking for some free resources and some, some videos that you want to watch, there's some great interviews. And we should do one with you, Daniel, where we talk about the branding side of it because it's so important. And I haven't, we don't have an interview with someone that's talking about about branding so if you'd be willing to do that i'd love to have you i'm always up for a good networking and okay. as we've proven by our hour and ten chat yes <laughs> we can okay. talk we'll do it we'll do it oh this has been so great daniel thank you for having me and i no just problem. really enjoyed our conversation i'm gonna put links in the show notes so don't yes. worry if people have listened and gone oh, i didn't catch that i'm gonna put them in the show notes so you can click okay. and find them and do whatever they want Yay. and follow up so that'll be good so i've really enjoyed it i all i want to say is thank you very much for coming on natalie it's been a pleasure oh it's been so fun thank you i just like i said i could do this all day but i know you've got things to do (laughs) family and things to deal with yes (laughs) let's wrap it up but thank you very much natalie thank you thanks daniel take care thank you here we are the end of another episode if you want to read more about my own work or my business or if you feel like applying to be a guest on the show which i am looking for new guests if you feel like anything on the show has resonated with you on any level please get in touch you can do all of this via my website which is danielocock.com 
you'll be able to listen to more episodes on there. You can see some of my designs, some of my illustration work as well. You'll also find all my social media channels. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and there is some stuff on Instagram. You'll be able to engage with me directly on there. The podcast itself is available to download via most of the major platforms out there. So thinking Spotify, iTunes, things like that. If you like the show, then please don't forget to hit share and it would be great to read a review or two from yourselves and just tell me what you think about the show. I will read some of those out at the end of each episode and I'd like to give some special mentions and thanks to anyone who does take the time to write one. And on that note, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode and remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be?